0: Today's speaker is a human potential mentor, and I love the fact that he has this amazing goal of helping 100,000 children by 2026 to be removed from emotional abuse from their homes. This is going to be good. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. All right, Giant Builders, welcome back. And today I have Jason French. And there's one thing that really stood out for me for Jason, and that is that he wrote in Facebook that his vision is to remove emotional abuse from the homes of 100,000 children by 2026. And I think that is just an amazing contribution to the world and so hi Jason how are you
1: good thanks Lois thanks so much for having me
0: great Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business
1: probably I started I suppose I started my journey around 25 years of age and it's been obviously about a few years now it's about (laughs) 22 years down the track uh, going on 23 years down the track And uh, when I went uh, through my journey at 25, you know, I had, I did try to take my life and I knew at the time there was stuff that was unresolved that I had to work on. And I didn't realize the impact, obviously, that childhood stuff had had through that journey, but through my own development and growth and spiritual awakening, as, as some would call it, I actually went down a path that totally changed everything for me, Uh, which was a 35 kilo weight loss. It went into um, not just a 35 kilo weight loss, but it was also uh, finances like my money shifted. There was also things around uh, obviously my workplace. I ended up leaving the workplace and went into my first business that I went into was in partnership with my parents in a limousine business. And then I went into my own personal training studio before I then went into what I absolutely love, and that was uh, mindset stuff as well as the emotional well-being. I see those two separate things mainly because a lot of people are being supported to be able to be mentally tough, but they forget that, especially especially men, that that there's a, around that thing of not being emotionally connected. Because if you are, it's linked to, you know, sexuality, or it's linked to, you know, not being being weak, basically, not being stoic. There were things that I kind of looked at uh, throughout my journey, and I realized emotional connection is the most powerful place for us to have, and that was in vulnerability. So that's why over the last uh, five years, I've been basically working solely on that with mentoring people.
0: Why do you think there is a high mental health issue?
1: The main reason I see the mental health issue, especially through my own experience, was around the emotional stuff. Like it's People think when dealing with mental health that you can suppress or mask and all that sort of stuff. And really, it comes down to emotional uh, stories that are connected in ourselves and our physical body. And it's actually when we can come into learning how to process those emotions, what happens is we're allowed to then our thoughts become different. You know, like it's it's amazing. It's finding the balance basically in our feelings and our thoughts, because sometimes the thoughts don't want to process the emotion. So what they will do is they get more carried away. So (laughs) I feel like mental health issues really come around more of the fact of people not being prepared to go into the deeper processing of emotions. And if we can work on that can be down to even the nutrition that we put into our, into our bodies that can have, have another effect on our mental health. So there's a lot of aspects to the physical side of our body, but I think what we've been treated as is being separate, you know, treat the head and, treat the body separate and it's actually bringing it into you together is what I believe.
0: Oh, I love that connection. Cause I truly agree that, you know, different things that we put into our body definitely affects our, our mental health. So that's a, a great right. connection.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I find, you know, even when I worked with clients in the physical aspect, you know, the thing was that the exercise, they had this mental attitude that they were punishing their body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And and I found it really, really interesting because it's like you can eat crap, but then you're punishing your body for what you've just eaten. Mm -hmm. And it was learning to turn that relationship around and saying, you're actually not punishing your body. You're actually supporting your body to be stronger, to be fitter, to be healthier. Mm -hmm. And then it's what, as you increase on that aspect, what happens is, um, or you value that aspect of yourself, your obviously nutrition, et cetera. What will happen is that, your um, choices in foods start to change. You know, I went through it myself. Like, I was just like all of a sudden I was like, oh, I actually don't want that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really interesting, I think. But those, uh, obviously, gut health has a massive issue when it comes to mental health. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't um, see the how that all links, you know, and I think that becomes a big, big problem.
0: We're, we're talking about, like, emotional abuse. A lot of people just, like, push that aside, you know, like, why? Why do you think we do
1: that? Yeah. Why do we dismiss emotional abuse? I think a lot of it comes around to belonging. People do uh, emotional abuse can be done so sneaky that sometimes we don't even know we're being emotionally abused, and that can be challenging because it's when you start to doubt yourself of was that really what was that really a joke or was there something behind that sinister behind that it's when those doubts start to come up around, you know, different conversations with certain people that you'll start to doubt yourself. And that's a form of gaslighting in a way, like with a lot of people not realizing what's actually happening, but uh, yeah, manipulation and all that sort of stuff is, is very powerful depending on how it's done. And some people are very crafty at it. So it becomes challenging for people to identify Am I being had here, or am I not? It's a, it's a definitely a challenge. Emotional abuse for a lot of people it has a massive impact without them even realizing it.
0: So I'm sure it's a lot more of a problem with social media.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that you know, I look at the younger generation today, the way that they're being led down a path of social media, for instance, and how they they're getting trapped so easily with because they don't have that development and i i had a lot of people say to me why don't you work with kids straight up and it's like well you've got to go to the parents and then you've got to go to the other place of where do they spend most of their time which usually is at workplaces and it's the culture in that workplace that they then come home and take it out on obviously the the partners and the children and so it becomes this ripple and i think if you start like, obviously, a culture in, in companies can literally shift, you know, what they settle for and, and um, I suppose their standards in culture. It can make a massive difference in the homes of those those kids because they're learning it from somewhere, aren't they? Because a lot of people, when they grow up, if they have come from toxic environments, they take those into the workplace. And then it just becomes massive, like this enmeshment of all these different people with their, all their own traumas trying to battle each other and it's obviously they're going to come home and they're going to teach their kids to be in survival as well on how to battle trauma and is that really what we want for the world you know do we want to be consistently battling each other's traumas i think it's about time that people start taking self-responsibility and come back and and be the change
0: so in your information i saw that you have a four-step method to help adults be more conscious and fulfilled in their life can you review those for us
1: Yeah. So the first thing that I work with people uh, obviously is a foundation, but the four steps is really the first one is self-responsibility. And I think that a lot of people think, oh yeah, I'm really responsible. But the people that sound really responsible are usually the ones that aren't self-responsible. They're over-responsible for other people. And there's a massive difference because they're deflecting their own self- responsibility. So when you're making about others, there's a high chance you're not taking self-responsibility. Self-responsibility requires you to take self-reflection. And when you're in that self-reflection, it's a really powerful place to be because, you know, it's awareness and then it's having clarity and then it's having ownership. Then it's making decisions that are aligned and then taking the necessary actions. And then it's then the second step in my method is around the relationship you have with yourself. And there's seven layers in, that I believe that actually supports someone in their relationship with themselves, and then you go into the deeper meaning, which is the third step. When you have that deeper meaning, I find that a lot of people that don't have a deeper meaning in their life that they don't, and they go, "I don't don't know how to get it." You'd be surprised in how you can get your deeper meaning. It's usually from your conditioning. That's something really powerful there that's really stood out. Like for instance, mine is around value. So why I get up every day is about bringing value helping people see their value in the world, obviously. And so when you find that deeper meaning, it becomes really, really powerful for you then to contribute back that's aligned and congruent, you know, and plays a huge role in making a massive change to humanity.
0: The relationship with myself got my attention. <laughs> so, do you, how, how do I have, you know, because I kind of related it to like a relationship with a friend or a family member. And it's like, well, I'm I'm me. How do I have a relationship with me? Don't I know me?
1: Yeah, that's actually a good question. I think a lot of people ask that question. Um, do I know me? I suppose there's a lots of different interpretations around, you know, who are you and why are you here kind of thing. It's And some people say it's an ego concept, you know, of knowing who you are. I think that sometimes when it comes to the relationship with yourself, it is like i said there's seven layers to it first it's your unconscious to conscious thoughts that you you go through then it is a deeper awareness of yourself on a physical emotional and spiritual level so if you people try and usually work on one they just think it's one but i kind of relate it to like driving a vehicle you know there's so many different in- instruments that you've got to be aware of
0: yeah. that
1: act like that vehicle be able to stay on the road and if we don't look at the different layers. Uh, within ourselves that we need to look at. For instance, like having that awareness around ourselves and then the self-belief, self-acceptance, uh, the self-love. I believe that self-love comes before we find self-acceptance. You know, like there's so many aspects to it that we can really identify with. And it's they're the things that people don't really understand because they're not they haven't been taught. They've only learned how to survive in the world. They haven't learned how to love themselves which, because, I, you know, growing up, I remember if you loved yourself, it was kind of like, you know, you're too good, you know, like you're up yourself, basically, mm-hmm. and there's this guilt around having love for yourself. You know, we've been taught how to love others, but really, you can't love someone if you don't love yourself, because at the end of the day, that's, it's a contradiction, really. So it's, it's you can't love someone from an empty cup, basically, you need to be full I suppose you can say full of yourself. It's really like fulfilled within yourself. And the only way you can do that is by having a relationship with yourself. And I, like there's so many different ways that I've um, done that as well. Like I remember going to a business meeting once and uh, networking and they, one of the pictures that I put out there is I said that, you know, I got married on the weekend. I married my, uh, yeah, I got married. And they all went, Ooh, you know, I said, yeah, I married myself. (laughs) And they were like, that's a bit weird, (laughs) but it was, it was a commitment to myself. So it's learning about self-commitment, you know, like that was a big thing for me. I was, I was in fear of commitment and that came from trauma, which was linked to emotional abuse from a mentally ill sibling that was older than me. Uh, So That was, it had a massive impact on our family. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was quite interesting when you break it down and you actually see that relationship is actually, uh, there's a code that you have. The way you treat yourself, for instance, is how you treat others as well. But that, and it's also how you receive and give love. So that relationship is really powerful when you understand how you've got this code, which has come from conditioning on from the day you were born, from how you received and gave love. So when you understand that, you will realize how you can switch that around. And that comes in, obviously, with the relationship with yourself.
0: Is there a way for us to teach this self-love process to children?
1: Absolutely. There is uh, so many ways that we... It, I've actually... There was a client last night I was actually talking with, and she was talking about her her child who was she was taking to cricket, young boy. And she was actually sharing in regards to how the way she speaks to him and also her younger girl who was being uh, made wrong for having confidence in her dance school. And just the way she spoke to two of them was basically what she's been taught on herself uh, with working with me, which was basically understanding, it was really coming around understanding that not everyone is at the same level as what you are on your journey. So basically it's really the more you understand yourself and then being able to teach your kids that comes with your discernment and basically on where they're at on their on their development journey because on a physical level we grow up on a you know child teenager um adult and then grandparent but uh, mature wise in emotions everyone thinks they're actually an adult immaturity but actually they're not because they're not taking self-responsibility it's that teenager where they want to stay in the blame shame and all that sort of stuff and it's your fault it's That's emotional immaturity, which doesn't also help your inner spirit grow either. You can actually, as as you go through, the way to teach them, I think, is is basically by being honest with them, not treating them like she said. She was always taught to put it under the carpet and just pretend it's not happening. But we can't afford to do that with kids today. But I'm not saying put adult, massive adult issues onto their shoulders. But when it comes to learning about confidence and all that sort of stuff we can teach them by sharing this you know being honest with them like you can't fluff it with them because kids today are very in tuned they've been here before
0: is mental toughness required for emotional resilience
1: resilience uh Mm -hmm. yeah for emotional resilience mental toughness uh no uh what it is is actually around your heart intelligence so it's really coming into emotional intelligence is what helps uh, support you better in resilience, as opposed to mental toughness. Mental toughness is about punishing yourself. It's keep on, I've got to keep on doing, 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 doing. Emotional intelligence knows when to go and when to obviously reset in in your journey. So it's like, not you know, in whatever the situation may be that's occurring, you need to know to be emotionally resilient. If you're always doing, you'll end up burnt out. Put it that way. But emotional resilience is more about knowing with discernment when to take that break and when not to uh, as such. It's like when to go and when, when to stop, basically. It's having that balance. And we can become obsessed going all the time. That's the addiction that we can get addicted to. But emotional resilience requires you not to burn yourself out, which is not always doing. So it's actually having that complete... Emotional intelligence of knowing within yourself your capacity, okay, which can grow. It's not something that it can't grow. It's not pushing you. It's not not allowing yourself to be limited. It's more about being able to push yourself through the challenges. But at the same time, how can I put it? It's 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 hard to describe with emotions because they're not attached. That's the one. That's what I needed. Was there's no attachment. Like with emotional resilience, you can't have attachment to outcomes. It's more the fact of with mental toughness, they have an attachment to outcomes. It must be done now. And you've got to, like, think of it military side, side of things. Okay. You know, it's that's mental toughness. However, there's a lot of those um, soldiers, for instance, end up going through suicide and all that sort of stuff because they don't have that um, They're emotionally shut down. And that's emotional resilience comes from being emotionally connected.
0: No, that's good. What would a first meeting look like with you?
1: First meeting with me. Uh, Basically, I'll do a clarity call with my clients. Uh, With that, I'm able to uh, ask them, obviously, a few questions and get an understanding of where they're actually at. And when through that, what happens is then I'm able to share with them whether or not it's just accountability coaching that they are after or whether it's something that we can go on a transformational journey with each other.
0: With the concept of, all right, I'm being bullied at work and I bring that home, do you find that you occasionally have to tell people you really need to quit that job? Or is there always a way to work through that?
1: Yeah, so it's actually a really great question that you say that because when you're being bullied uh, and then people telling you, you should be doing this, you're actually adding fuel to the fire. Mm -hmm. So what's actually happening is when someone's in that state of being bullied, they're feeling burdened. Uh, They're feeling um, overwhelmed and they're highly anxious. So with the vagus nerve uh, as well running through the body, um, if it feels unsettled and conflicted, it'll be in fight, flight or freeze. Uh, So they're in trauma response or trauma reaction basically. So what you're wanting to do, I suppose, when someone is in that state is is ask them questions rather than give them answers.
0: Okay. And let let them work it out for what's best for them. You you
1: know what they need to do, but what you need to ask is the questions, basically around uh, what is it that they're they're getting out of it? You know, why why is it they don't want to shift, like change jobs or asking them because... They have the answer within them, but your role is not to fix them. It's not to rescue them. It's for them to come to their own evolution. And that requires them to be asked those questions because a lot of people give them the answer. And that means they don't actually empower them to stand up for themselves.
0: Wow, good tip. All right. Well, how do people get a hold of you?
1: Uh, You can get me on Facebook. Uh, You can get uh, Jason French, him, Potential Mentor. I'm also on Instagram, but I also have a website, which is www.jasonfrench.com.au. And uh, you can contact me through the website.
0: Okay. So we'll put those links down below. Well, thank you so much. It was really helpful as far as I am very motivated by your goal of helping Helping homes of 100,000 children by 2026, that is just something that I feel will impact the world.
1: Absolutely. And it really what it comes down to do that is, like I said before, is us taking self-responsibility and understanding our own emotional triggers and development. That's how we can remove that from the kids, um, like that emotional abuse from kids, because usually it's because of emotional immaturity is why emotional abuse exists.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the information. And don't forget, make sure to contact uh, Jason to help you build your family and build your life. So, Giant Builders, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for listening. This has
0: been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.